Hey guys, Chris here. I'm coming to you solo today. Um, Sean's actually playing in the Mass Open. He's playing super well, 72-70. He's two over. I think he's T29 right now. So he's going to continue playing. I believe it's a four-day event. So we're rooting for Sean. Not here today. I'm going to have to come at you solo here. But let's talk about this Garrick Higo guy. I mean, have you seriously heard of this guy? Garrick Higo from South Africa. He had three Euro Tour wins coming into this past week. And hey, gets his first PGA Tour win at Congaree. And it's, he feels like one of these guys that you don't really hear about. You maybe see him on a leaderboard once or twice, but you, you're not interested. You don't know anything about him, blah, 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 whatever. Comes out of the woodworks, wins, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, this guy's pretty sick. He'll probably go on. I think he'll win many more times on the PGA Tour. I think this is the first of many for Higo, and I try not to overreact from someone winning a tour event, but I really do think... He has a great mentality, has a great game, and I think he'll go on to win a lot more on the PGA Tour. And I think it shows that there's so many of these guys, these young guys, that we just don't really know about, but that they're so good. You know, there's you know you have your Morikawa, your Hovlins, your Matt Wolfs, and you know your big names, your big young guys' names. Higo's one of those sleeper guys that you just don't really know about, but can play just as good of golf as anyone in the world. And you get him to win on the PGA Tour, just open the floodgates, and you never know. I mean, this guy could go on to win majors. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy. I like him. I think he's really good. I feel for Chesson Hadley. I'm a big Chesson guy. Kind of reminds me of myself, except I'm a much worse golfer. Tall, lanky, skinny guy. Um, it's too bad to see you know, how he kind of faded there on the last two holes and missing that putt on 18. It sucks. I mean, I think this was his second 54-hole lead in his career, so I believe he's 0 for 2. He's got a great game too, Chesson. He's got a great swing. Um, I think he has a great mentality. He's always having fun out there. So it was too bad to see him not get the deal done. But I am a big Higgle fan, and I like his future. DJ, I don't know what to say about DJ. I think the storyline about DJ now is almost just about kind of how bad he's been. Okay, he didn't win this week, but he played great, and he was right there. But it's not normal DJ. No one can say that this is normal DJ because just of how bad this past month has been. I mean, back-to-back -back missed cuts in majors, and he's just been in the dark. I mean, this is the one positive sign that he's had in a long time. And so it's getting to the point where, I mean, it's almost historically bad how he's playing as a number one player in the world. And so we have to see, I mean, this is a huge week for DJ, I think, this U.S. Open. Because at some point, I mean, if he misses this cut, it's three missed cuts in a row. I don't know if a number one player in the world has ever done that. And he's, DJ's sneaky getting older. I mean, 
is it time to start the conversation of is the game starting to pass him by or is does he have other priorities in life where he's not as focused on golf and it seems like a ridiculous thing to say but let's say he misses the cut this week maybe that story can start to pop up um so it'll be interesting to see what happens there before we get into us open i want to tell you about a quick monday qualifier story that happened uh what was it a couple days ago or was it yesterday it might have been yesterday so Corn Ferry Tour, Monday qualifier, two guys paired in a group. Player A, who had been very slow up to this point, hits it left into the trouble. Player B and player B's dad don't help him look. Well, they get to the green. Player A says, you could have helped look. And player B's dad says, you could have hit it straight. <laughs> and so, it, I mean, and so apparently a fight broke out. Literally, like the guy jumped on him and was throwing punches and he ended up getting arrested. Oh God, it was a crazy story. So follow it. You could follow it on Monday Q info on Twitter. They're all over it. It was on the news or whatever. Oh, so Derek Fribbs, he was the third player in the group. He gave his statement to the police while walking down the 10th fairway. Then the cop drove a cart to him and he gave his side of the story as he played the 10th. So clearly just a crazy situation i mean if you're this guy Derek fribs and you're trying to monday qualify and these other two clowns in your group are legit fighting one of them gets arrested i don't really know a lot about it i don't think all the information has come out but kind of a crazy little monday q nugget i mean go follow it on twitter because you'll see what i mean and i'm explaining it poorly but crazy thing as you know you never know what you're gonna see at a corn fairy event but U.S. Open this week, Torrey Pines. Do you like this venue? I mean, do you really like this venue? I think it's a really good PGA Tour event stop. It's a great because it's a good course and it's fun to watch. For a major, I don't think it's the greatest event or the mo- I'll say the most exciting venue. I don't think it's the most exciting venue for a major, especially for U.S. Open. You have your Shinnecock, Wingfoot, Bethpage. You have all these gems for U.S. Opens, and Torrey Pines kind of seems like a PGA Championship venue. I don't know. I mean, you have like you go to a place like Wingfoot, right? You go to a place like Shinnecock or Oakmont or Marion or Oak Hill. I mean, it just has a different vibe than than Torrey Pines and you're out in California. I will say the only positive, not the only positive, but one of the best positives of having this at Torrey Pines and in California is primetime golf, right? Because of the time change. So if you're on the East Coast, the leaders tee off at 545 and they'll finish at close to to 10 p.m. So it's kind of great that like on Sunday, you can go out and play golf and have a day and then get back at night and sit down and you can watch literally golf on primetime TV. Same with Saturday and Friday night. So that's a huge positive. That's actually one thing that is highly underrated with golf is having a major in primetime on the weekend. There's almost nothing like it. So I'll sacrifice Torrey Pines as a venue for primetime golf. I just hope it plays tough. I really hope it plays tough. 
it's really not the most exciting course to watch on TV. I think it has a great finishing stretch. I mean, 18 is a really exciting hole, depending on where they put that pin. And it's yielded one of the greatest golfing moments of all time, Tiger in 2008. But it's just got to play tough. It really has to play tough. I really hope that that rough is like what we've been seeing on social media. Because, you know, these videos have come out with players dropping the ball from, you know, from their shoulder. And it just, just buries underneath that rough. So I hope that's real because there's shit happening like at Aaron Hills when... Players are making all these crazy, posting all these videos on social media. Look how high this rough is. Kevin Nas crawling out of it. Players are complaining about it. And then you get to the event. Kepka won it like 15 under or whatever. I mean, it was a joke. So I hope that rough is real. And I hope those fairways are tight, 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 tight. I really hope we get an over par winning score. Because people love watching that. And people love the carnage. And if Torrey Pines is playing that tough, it will be a great venue. Otherwise, it could be boring. Okay. Now, apparently, so if you, I don't know how much, depends how much you've been following this Bryson versus Brooks drama and this whole rivalry, whatever. But apparently, the USGA contacted Bryson on how he would feel about getting paired with Brooks for the first two days of the U.S. Open. And by some reports, Bryson declined or said that he wouldn't be comfortable playing with Brooks. So it's really interesting to see what this rivalry is and who's kind of getting the better of it. Because at first, I thought Bryson was just having fun with it and, and Brooks was seriously rattled but with all this stuff with Brooksy and Bryson kicking the spectators out calling him Brooksy and now him declining to be paired with Brooks in the U.S. Open I mean clearly these guys have tremendous tension it'll be interesting to see I just hope they get paired at some point naturally even like Let's say they were leading after after Friday, last group on a Saturday or last group on a Sunday, right? Like that's what you want to see, a true battle between these guys to win a golf tournament or win a major. And that's where it's going to get super exciting because who knows what's going to happen, whatever controversies or confrontations are going to happen. But we'll see. Something to keep in mind, I don't – I know Bryson won at Wingfoot. I don't like him this week. I do not like Bryson this week. I don't like Brooks either, honestly. I don't think either of them are going to play well. I think Brooks could miss the cut. I think Bryson will make the cut. I don't think he'll truly be there on Sunday. I I know that you could say it sets up great for Bryson because of the rough, because he'll be hitting wedge into a lot of holes. I just don't think that Bryson's going to repeat as U.S. Open champion. I don't think he's going to have a great week out here in California. So it'll be interesting to see. Same with, Honestly, same with Rory. And I don't think Rory's ready yet. I know he's, I like guaranteed him to win at Kiowa. That was ridiculously stupid by me. But yeah, Rory, I don't think Rory's going to have a good week. I don't think DJ's going to have a good week. So I think you're, 
I think a lot of these big names aren't going to have good weeks. I think Finau is going to have a great week. I would, if I had to pick a guy to win, I'd pick Rom. I think he's pissed off from Muirfield. He's playing the best in the world. I think he is the best player in the world right now. I just, he's won at this venue. I love Rom this week. I also really like Finau, and I really like Patrick Reed. I know, I mean, I hate the guy, but I like Patrick Reed, and I think he could be a sleeper to win with his short game and his wedge play. And when he, if he's putting well, then, I mean, he really just has to drive it pretty average, and he can contend. So we'll see what happens, but... I do like Reed, I do like Finau, and I do like Rom. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, Reed has won here before. So Reed and Rom have won here before. Kind of easy to say that they'll play well, but I really think that they're going to have good weeks. I think you could see a lot of sleepers being contention on Sunday. I think this is going to be an event where a lot of the big names aren't there. I mean, I don't think there's a chance that Wolf will even contend at an event like this. I could see Hovland up there. I could see Morikawa up there. But I don't see a lot of the short hitters up there, and I don't see a lot of the big names up there besides Rom, Reed, and Finau, and, you know, maybe Hovland. I think, sorry, excuse me. I think you're going to see some, not no names, but you're going to see a lot of guys up there that you're like, huh? Like, this guy's contending in a major? I really think you're going to see a lot of guys like that. So I think it's going to be a really interesting week. I know this is a fucking boring preview. Whatever. Thanks for listening. Um, And as always, if you're still listening to this point, we love you. We love everyone that, that listens to this pod and listens to me drone on about bullshit like this. But it's going to be a fun week. And you just can't help but get excited about a major. And it's the summer, it's June, is it? Yeah, it's June. It's it's June for us living in Boston. I mean, it's perfect weather every day. This is prime time to play golf. So everyone's excited about golf. Everyone likes watching golf. So go out, have a golf weekend. You can play and watch, which is the best part about this. We'll see. I mean, think about who, if you go down the board, and look at odds to win. I think a guy in the 25 to 35 to 1 in that range, I think someone in there will win. I think you're going to see a sleeper win. Besides Rom. I mean, obviously if I had to pick, I'm going to pick Rom, but I think you're going to see a sleeper win this golf tournament. So, I think that's it. Um, we'll have the recap for you. Hopefully Sean stays in contention and wins the Mass Open. Who knows? But we're rooting for him, and we'll catch you next week. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you when we'll see you. Bye.